In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm back. Good morning, Cleveland. Paul Brown rolls over, has another half a pint of Guinness. But I did find somebody on the streets that you guys may have heard over the last few podcasts. Mr. Jack Duffin. Jack, what's the good word, my friend? Hey, it's, it's, it's good to have you back, buddy. Um, it, it's been good. Been soloing. Um, went a bit wild. Um, but after the, the dad jokes of JJ Watt, um, Ian's here to sort of look after me. You know, I must say the wit that it takes to come up with that stuff. You can't complain. I mean, that's good stuff. I don't care who you are. Um, but yeah, so back in the fold here, we let you run solo for a little while. Paul's out changing the world. I'm out solving whatever life mysteries I can. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be back. Good to talk to you guys. I know we've been chatting the last couple of days. So yeah, I mean, ready to jump back into it and what a perfect topic to do it because, you know, I've got inside knowledge, AKA the wife being a fan of the team we're going to talk about today. And there's a couple of things in the NFL we can cover. So uh, why don't you give us a recap rundown of what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. So it's a shout out from Mike. Cheers for the uh, idea. So we're going to do three shows back to back look at a one of our division team rivals, look at their cap situation and their free agents. Hey, do we want any of them? Um, and yeah, so first off, it's, it's crapping on the Steelers. Um, oh, you so, mean the team that we just walloped two weeks in a row to get us our first playoff win? Well, you know, to be was- fair, in one of them, did we beat them or did they beat themselves? <laughs> Listen, it doesn't really matter because if you ask me, Jack, who was the last AFC North team to win a playoff game chronologically? I'm going to say it was the Cleveland Browns. That's the Cleveland Browns. That's right. So obviously both the Ravens and the Browns lost in the wild card, or I'm sorry, in the divisional round. However, the Browns won the Sunday night game against the Steelers, meaning we have more recently won a playoff game than the Ravens, the Steelers, and of course the Bengals who haven't won one since Nam. It's all good. The Browns, the momentum, it's chugging into the offseason. Here we go. We're in March. We're counting down the days. The, the new calendar league year is about to turn, meaning that there's going to be a plethora of guys out there. Now, we talk about the Steelers. Jack, if you were to give a letter grade, not a number grade, sevens, no, we're going letter grade, to the Steelers' current cap situation, what are you giving them? I'm giving them F for <laughs> For those that don't know, F means you are a failure. Flunk out, flunky, failed. So the Steelers, why are they an F? We'll, we'll at least add a little context. We got to tell, we're not just saying it out of bias. Our boy Stu's probably out there having another Steelers-themed 40th birthday party. But why are the Steelers an F? So this is even going to like the likes of Jason Fitzgerald over the cap when he was doing his shows. He placed them as probably the third worst team. You've, you've obviously got the Saints, you've got the Eagles, and then the Steelers next finishing the worst situation. So they're currently 11.7 million over the cap. That's with roll over everything combined. Um, we just look at Ben Roethlisberger's deal. Ben Roethlisberger is set to be the most expensive player in the NFL next season. 
at 41.25 million. Worth every penny. Which is insane. Um, and then they've just got so many free agents and the, the Browns don't really have that much in free agency this year. There, there's quite a few bodies, but there's no real money. Whereas there is so much for these guys, so many starting players that have been important to the franchise. Um, and that's what we're going to go through. So we're just going to run through these guys, but they are right up against it. You've obviously got players like TJ Watt that are about to needing to get paid. Um, and yeah, they are in a bad, bad position. And, and just to kind of recap that quickly, the Steelers have tried for years to get another Super Bowl. They've really tried to kind of, they went away from what we'll call sequencing to kind of stagger to get as many years as they could out of their two times Super Bowl winning quarterback. And that's really what it is. They've made trades, they've sacrificed assets. With the Saints, they kicked the can down the road so many times with their contracts. The Steelers are really in the same boat. Hence why this year they have so many free agents and so many expensive guys from their good drafting from before. We now just have a surplus of assets in terms of contracts. And we don't have a lot of space now for all these up and coming guys. And the perfect storm is now amongst them. And they got $40 million Ben Roethlisberger. But I mean, some of these free agents are known guys. I mean, they're going to lose. There's no way they can bring all these guys back. Yeah. So the the top name to kick off free agency, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, who's set to get crazy money. We're talking like 68 million over four years. Um, the Jets has sort of been a team that's constantly banded around. I just, I, I think he's going to be one way. They're going to be sat there in two years time going, why the hell did we do this? Yeah, I Juju's a West Coast guy. He's you know he's from USC. He had the greatest college quarterback of all time, Cody Kessler. So there's no reason to think that for me and a little bit of tongue in cheek there. But I think Juju's going out west. Um, I just I see him going out there somewhere. I just don't see him going east. Him and his bike, they're riding west because they ain't going back to Pittsburgh. Next up, we've we've actually got a guy that I think the Browns could legitimately sign, and that is Mike Hilton, slot cornerback. Um, you're looking at 12 million over three years, so 4 million a year. I think if you're looking to go, hey, we want a slot corner playing sort of 70% plus of snaps, he, he's probably your guy. You've got him or Troy Hill, um, and I think he's the second best option in there. Yeah, the one thing I like about Hilton, and I kind of brought him up during some of our free agency shows, was the Steelers use him in just a plethora of different ways. You know, they've lined him up on the line of scrimmage. They put him in the box. They put him out at slot. They put him out wide. You know, he runs special teams. He's played deep safety. So Hilton's kind of a chess piece, but primarily, you know, 80% of his snaps are in that slot cornerback position. But, you know, when we talked about Joe Woods wanting the versatility to utilize a guy out of the slot for blitzing and different stuff like that, Hilton to me is just a very good option for that. And Obviously, moving him over here for a few years is going to be leaving pretty inspired against the team that he formerly used to play for. Yeah, so next up um, is one that the Browns are going to have no um, interest in, um, but one of the best tackles in the market behind Trent Williams, and that is uh, Villanueva. Um, he's 32 and a half, but he, he's been a really, really steady and high producing. And if, if you're Miles Garrett, you're seeing this guy hitting free agency and probably not back with the Steelers and thinking, Whoa! Hey, let's go and hit Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And I think overall, and we can kind of make this as a little three-parter. So three of the Steelers free agents are 
uh, Andrew Vill- uh, Villanueva, who, I mean, by all accounts, this is a good dude. I mean, you know, I know he plays for the Steelers, but this is a guy, you know, service member. So nothing but good things to say about Villanueva, but right next to him, Matt Filer. And then on the opposite side, former Brown uh, friend of the show, Zach Banner. So the Steelers have three guys that are unrestricted free agents. JC Hassenhauer, who's their center is an you know, exclusive rights free agent. So the Steelers offensive line is going through a little bit of a, uh, an overhaul. So who knows if they can bring all the guys back. The one maybe they have is they could franchise tag Villanueva if they figure out a way to clear enough cap space, given that it's a down year in cap. Um, you could be looking, even though I don't know, did you see that ESPN deal for the, for the league, that cap may jump up from 180 pretty quickly. I don't think too much of that money is going to come into the current year. I think we're looking at say 182, 183. And that was sort of the bills GM speaking on that on the Chris Collinsworth podcast. Um, so, and, and sort of over the cap are sort of similar in their, their guess. So I don't think we're going to go over 185. And as well, for some reason, they jumped that floor from 175 to 180. It's a good chance that might have already been that um, money in that. That so. money, yeah. But either way, 13 million for a tackle of his caliber, that may be something they figure out how to do. So I think that's really the only way they're going to bring him back. Uh, Filer, obviously lower demand and Banner is another guy that came on strong, but he's on the upslope of his career where he started to play well recently. I don't know how they're going to do that. So the next name um, I crapped on him in yesterday's podcast about the edge options. And uh, that is Bud Dupree. Um, he, he ain't coming back. Just he got some back sacks. Um, I'm not interested in him at all. Um, he's Former first round money. pick. Yeah. He, but who's going to pay him? He doesn't, he's, he's Watts running mate, but I, I don't know who's going to pay him. He's hey. going to go to, a, I think he's going to go to a turf dome team. Um, I think he's going to end up signing a one-year deal, my guess, because oh, yeah. he needs to prove it somewhere. I don't think anybody's going to commit to him long-term. He's awful against the run. You know, he basically does really well being Robin in a pass wrestling situation. So he gets a lot of mop-up sacks because of his athleticism, but I don't think he's going back to Pittsburgh. They're not going to pay him. He's going to be moving on. Uh, next name is just James Connor, 20 million over three. Um, he's a running back. I, th- I think that's enough said. The only thing on, on Connor local guy, obviously went to the university of Pittsburgh. Um, he is liked around there. He's a little bit of a D bag in terms of his personality. Um, but ultimately I do see maybe they throw him a competitive offer. Uh, they don't really have much in the waitings. Benny Snell is pretty garbage. Anthony McFarland, the guy they took out of Maryland uh, last year, didn't really turn out too much. He had one game in his career against Ohio state that still burns my ass a little bit. But at the end of the day, they may throw him a low one-year deal to kind of bring him back, but there's no long-term money there. It really just depends on what he's willing to do because ultimately in the market, I don't think he gets anything. Next, we've got an under-the-radar player that I wouldn't mind the Browns signing. Um, so this is Cameron Sutton, um, probably PFF saying a one-year deal, $2.75 million. Um, but he, he's just been good. He, he hasn't obviously played that much, but if you're going to take sort of a one-year prove-it punt, I, I I think there's a lot of upside there if you sort of, as we've spoke about, like the Gary and Connollys and people in the past, I, I, I think there could be some time where they go, hmm, this is an interesting one. We'll give it a go. The only thing is, is and I do agree, Sutton, I think, may slide into that. If Mike Hilton leaves in free agency, I think that opens the void for the Steelers in that slot role, which is where I think Sutton goes. 
So if maybe they prefer Sutton or um, Hilton, they bring Hilton back and then Sutton walks. I think there's kind of a, a, a yin and a yang there. So, because the thing with the Steelers is their secondary hasn't been great the last few years, you know, obviously bringing Hayden in uh, helped them a little bit, but with Steven Nelson and, you know, heck they had Artie Burns not that long ago who ended up being a bum um, and then Mike Hilton. So he's never been able to kind of crack that starting three, which makes you wonder if he's just that much of a development guy. But I mean, he's been in the league three years. I remember him when he was at Tennessee, you know, he had a pretty decent college career. So yeah, I, I wouldn't for two point, would you say 2.5 million? 2.75. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a guy. Yeah. I'd bring him in. If you obviously don't bring him and Helton in, it's one or the other. So yeah, I would definitely, you know, be interested in either one of those guys. I have a feeling one of them goes back to the Steelers and one of them hits the market. That's a good shout there on the, uh, one of the two. And the last name is a defensive tackle. It's Tyson Alualu. Um, one year, six million. He's, coming up to age 34, but has been really, really good the last two years. He's only playing sort of around 450, 500 snaps, but they are really, really good snaps. Former former top 10 pick, actually. Um, I remember when Jacksonville took him number nine, I believe overall, everybody was like, who in the name of Holy Moses is this guy? Um, he's He's been around the league now. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's just been around a while, never been like a dominant guy, but been pretty good everywhere he goes. You know, so that's definitely a guy that um, if a team's looking for a veteran, maybe a team that misses out on the, uh, the Namakong Sioux sweepstakes or something like that, you bring it Alu Alu. He's a guy that's going to plug in, play some snaps. But again, you said it, 450 snaps. So you're looking at a guy that's situational coming in. Yeah, no. So uh, that's sort of a run through of the Steelers. Um, I think we'll do Ravens before we do uh, the old Bengals. Um, but yeah, th- they should be the next two days unless something crazy happens, in which case we'll, we'll do a bit of a zig and a zag and we'll throw another show in there. But uh, no, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Um, as always, Twitter, Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. A few of you guys have asked, when, when do the shows drop? Um, so the shows, we drop them the U- UK time, 6 a.m. every morning, which if you're in Cleveland, that's 1 a.m. If you're ever in Chicago with Ian, right, 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 that's midnight. Um, and then yeah work out your times from there but that's when the shows drop every day seven days a week that's when they're out ian where can people find you on twitter ian 19 on twitter uh bring the noise all the smack talk i love it i feel all the european guys are trying to replace me but it's a beautiful thing i love it bring it on as always guys any show suggestions you've got let us know we're happy to throw them in there keep building on it add news different stuff so uh these three shows this fan idea from mike who's great and uh, more than happy to bring out more and more content i was happy that he took the l in our fantasy football league playoffs so oh that's what i did sorry mike but, uh, as always go browns USA over here.